Welcome, welcome, true players, to another episode of the Everything's Been Done podcast, where I stab around in the dark to try to figure out what the hell it is exactly I'm doing. In this episode, you'll hear me call the podcast a different title as I'm working through everything I do. And there's also, on a long list of apologies for this episode, a small chunk of technical difficulties where the audio from my mic wasn't working. I blame the evil technical demons that possess the basement that I live in. I'll actually just work in it, but I, I live above it, which probably exacerbates the issue. So thank you for putting up with my stupidity and technical dumbness. And uh, there's no sponsors for this episode. Big surprise. Reference last 10 seconds of this intro. All right, my friends, please enjoy the podcast. This week is with Ben Magaziner. And we get into it on this special 420 edition of the episode. Good night. Good luck. Godspeed. Etc. Etc. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, we decided to do a very special 420 edition of the Conversations with Friends, and today I've got the most specialist of guests, the one and only, all things 420-like, and you know, let you guys get to know Ben here a little bit, the party animal. Oh, sorry, I was in the double vision there. I had you in two windows. He's already two. Different two times. He's already too stoned to talk to us. Oh my god. Ben, ben, this is live stream. The attention span of everybody is sliced into a fraction of a fraction of a second. We pause to breathe, sneeze, look or laugh. They're gone. Full disclosure, I celebrated um, a World Bicycle Day this morning. It, uh, is that today too? No, it was yesterday, but I give myself a latency period. But uh, I was making a video for, uh, for Instagram where I, I took my... Uh, my thyroid medication as a, and I put a drop of uh, lysergic on it. And I think it's the bottom of the barrel because I'm feeling very, uh, I'm in too truthful a mood. Oh boy. Tell me, tell me what is the meaning of life? Oh no, we can't have any silence, Ben. We're all going to okay. die in silence. So, you know, today's the 420 day. So we're going to celebrate a little bit. We got, we've got our grown up little stash boxes. We got to pull focus there. I've got the joints box. <laughs> We both got our own little thing. All kinds of goodies in here. Oh my gosh. Well, this is the joy of modern cannabis culture in that when something isn't prohibited, you just end up with a, an absurd surplus of it. This is very true. And um, that also reminds me that YouTube is going to hate this video. If it doesn't get taken down, it's absolutely going to be demonetized. So this is our gift to you, my dear peoples. While we're at it, then um, Jeffrey Epstein uh, didn't kill himself. So. <laughs> Real quick, before we all pass away and into oblivion. Um, what am I going to, based off of the sage-like wisdom of Mr. Magaziner, we're going to do some vaporing. Duh. I was going to just smoke joints and just blow up the house, but this guy over here. Vape bros. This is a... Tell me. Vape Daddy look? You familiar with this one? Hey, Vape Daddy, tell me why we, we got to do what we got to do. Listen, vaping is just so, we love it. It's good for the lungs. It's not, you don't stink. I, it's, uh, it's like spirulina, but weed instead. Vape Daddy out. Vape Daddy, Vape Daddy ho. 
I introduced Baked Daddy at my sister's wedding. It was the first time I tried to, to uh, work that character. It was a big hit. Were you working? Were you trying to meet some ladies? You're like, hey, maybe Vape Daddy would be the way to go with this one. I was mm. like, yeah. <laughs> if anything's going to get me to the next level, it's Vape Daddy. Oh, my God. This isn't working. The one thing that is cool about this uh, Vapertron that I got is it's actually flour. I'm not mm-hmm. so big on the uh, the oil stuff, you know? What kind of uh, flower are you working with? One that's not working. It's broken. <laughs> what do we got? I think I added a, I did a, they call it a salad. The, ki- the kids call it salads these days. Oh, cute. They're cute. <laughs> um, we got a mix of Kind Larry, which I got from the, from one of the homies as a gift. Shout a, out, Larry. A little bit of Harley Sue, which is okay. a high CBD because... I don't want to get too flaster plastered because I gotta, you know, deal with all the all the folks. I'm familiar with Harley Sue. Oh, and then uh, I don't remember what else. There was there was just some residue in the <laughs> in the grinder. You know, the one thing that it, I there's zero organization in this thing. I, I that's where it all. You want to know know about someone? You look inside their weed box and realize. It looks, yeah, the house is clean on the, the house has curb appeal, but once you open that door, dysfunctional family, yikes. Behind the curtain, it it is a mess. I'm just saying. Okay, Ben, um, I think the people are curious. Tell me about the first time that you smoked weed. The first time that I smoked weed. The great question, by the way. I have a, well, I feel like I smoked weed like, 12 times before I got high. Like, I just didn't know how to do it. Um, no, I think that's a thing. They're like, either, yeah, we didn't know how to do it, or you have to, like, build some kind of reverse tolerance. Does anybody, who, who, any doctors in the chat that actually know this mythical bullshit? Yeah, two things. If we have any healthcare professionals in the chat, first of all, thank you. <laughs> during this unprecedented plague and secondly we have a completely inconsequential question that we want to ask you about whether or not it's our own incapacity that's not getting us (laughs) and thirdly what the fuck are you doing watching this stupid shit have you got anything else more important to do (laughs) thank goodness you're here i'm so glad you're here (laughs) oh no that is the angle thank you thank you so glad (laughs) so glad um also as a fan of everything's been done i love seeing technical difficulties on the show oh such as with your grinder story of my fucking life or the with my vape thing uh, your, it doesn't fucking thing, yeah, excuse me. i did just drop it right beforehand which may or may not have had something to do with whatever so what tell me again the first time that you the 12th time that you smoked weed and then it actually worked yeah the, so 12th time we, we had a success i was at my friend uh chad carmine's house shout out chad uh, and he had a uh, like a sleepover, like you do. And um, fifteen, something like that. Four, fifteen seems yeah. good. Um, and I got incredibly high. I believe the strain was Alaskan Thunderfuck. Uh, great. I should I should set the scene a little. Well, it was probably a lie, but you know, in in Philadelphia. So this is Philadelphia suburbs, Bucks County, uh, and 
yeah, this is like 1999, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Uh, we got Y2K coming up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm in ninth grade, I got my whole life ahead of me. Um, yeah, so got really high, watched the Transformers movie, the original animated one, which, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this, uh, Optimus Prime dies. And it's, you know, it was really tragic at the time. So I, I was both laughing and sort of also weeping for this, you know, archetypal hero, you know. Uh, yeah, anyway, and then we woke up in the morning and I introduced myself to uh, Wake and Bake, which was an exciting, yeah, full on bender. Um, and that was a real joy because it was, it's nice to, it's nice to face a day, you know, with some of that alteration. Well, it led me to a sort of logical conclusion of this exploration, which was that I used to get like one of my favorite weed experiments as a younger person was getting really high and then going to the dentist or like having something that you're like, bear with me, having something that you're like sort of stressed about that you have to do so that you can be incredibly like paranoid beyond, you know, regular potential. And then once you finish that thing, which is going to go fine. But like, once you finish it, you have this wide open day ahead of you where, you know, no one's going to be drilling your mouth or, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, what, no, once, you, once you've, there's something heroic about uh, climbing double horrible and like coming out unscathed or coming out minimally scathed, let's say. Light on me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, a wiser man than I, Dustin, you are. So, you know, I'm just I'm just giving you the full the full court bend press. I think it's it's in the tradition of my people, the Ashkenazi Jews, you know, like we're like, is this bad? Let's make it worse, or somebody's gonna make it worse. They can't do it. It's it's it was my choice. <laughs> I didn't know. I was. Uh, I'm still deciding on which uh, which strain to go with. I've got Can Essentials Sour Diesel Classic. What else do we have here? We've. Garlic mints. I don't think we're gonna do that. I think I'm gonna go with. Oh no! Really? They can't hear me. 
Why? Check, check. Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst. Have you been uh, muted the whole time? Potentially, yeah. Oh, man. Well, good thing it's called Livestream Fails. <laughs> I don't understand why you wouldn't be... Well, Ben, why don't you just uh, you just t talk for us for a second? Hey, guys, it's me, Ben. This is my stream. <laughs> this is my... Uh, Welcome to I'm joined stream. by my guest, Dustin Klein. <laughs> Eventually. Uh, yeah, you guys know him from your favorite weekly video podcast, Everything's Been Done. What could possibly go wrong? Um... <laughs> I haven't. I, I got a couple ideas. No, I think that's bullshit. I think you're back. You're back. Hey, I did it. I don't know what I did. There's nothing. I, the fucking live stream fails. A hundred percent OBS. No one knows what that means. But Jesus criminy, like I'm not doing nothing and it's freaking out. That, is it a bunch of people or just one person in the in the chat? Uh, there's more than zero. More I mean, than, I mean, it's zero's a number though. It's zero's a number, right? So that. <laughs> Stony Baloney over here is watching the stream with on mute, and he's like, and then my dumbass is like, oh, it's all fucking, like, we got it, like, <laughs> I would have shook in the real camera, but I don't know how. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, live stream fails. Puffet, of course. Uh, get this chat up here, excuse me for a second. So I, you know, okay, here's a little bit of, um, I don't even know what to call it. Here's a... T uh, just say it. So... <laughs> we're just going to... Okay. Whew. So one of the things that I somehow stumbled across this little bit of knowledge is when you smoke things, it lowers... I think it's your blood pressure and it makes you cold. If anyone's ever done this, like... Oh, yeah. Ever noticed this, you'll be like, oh, I'm cold. All of a sudden. It's like, yeah, because he just fucking smoked something. And that just hit happened. I got hit hard, and I'm like, uh, I need a shawl. <laughs> I'm looking around my space for like, here, I'll just wear this scrap fleece. Help! I'm fucking freezing over here. Oh, it's that's a cute look, actually. I like Thanks. that. Thanks. I'm dying. I, I came uh. all the way down to the basement with no fleece. With no f wait, this is fleece. I'm lying. With no hoodie. It's just my arms. I feel like my grandmother all the, all of a sudden. It's too cold. <laughs> that's one of my uh, my first date questions is, uh, do you sweat up the bed? You know this one? If anybody's out there in the chat and you sweat up the bed, I want to see press F in the chat. Hold on. I got to figure out how to chat and stay upright all at the same time. Okay, yeah. so so why? What's, what's that got to do with the... What's the love got to do with it? I mean, I, I run warm. I'm a no, I'm a no blanket guy, you know. So you just got to do the math. Like two, two toaster ovens. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, cool. We are incompatible. I'm glad we met. Um, you got your half a dinner. Good night. Yeah. I, I, you know what? We should have done the outfits or uh, costume changes. Costumes seems like it demeans it in some silly way. I know what you mean. Yeah, I should have had some outfits planned. Well, there is an outfit. We could see how um, blue screen Tinder. What kind of strain does blue screen Tinder? Oh, boy. Man, hold on a second.
Oh, you thought, yeah, listen, I got double protection for all this screen time. Shout out everybody in the chat that's doing 14 hours a day on their screens. That's doing 16 hours a day on the streams. I know you're out there. Let me see some more Fs in the chat. F in it, F-bomb. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, Ben's back. Welcome back, Ben. Okay, so I'll take this as an opportunity. Thank you for asking. The first time I smoked weed... Absolutely, I, yeah. I was just going to get to that. I remember it fondly. You know what? I might as well hit this Cloud 5, not a sponsor. But hey, we're open to anything, mm. for the love of Christ. And I say that, and then you know what happens? Some... Nobody... So when you do a YouTube channel of any capacity, you get bombarded with crappy companies from China... Not that all ch not that all companies for China are crappy, but that sell shit on Amazon that want you to promote their crap. So we're gonna get God damn! I just took the longest winded way to get to this. You're good. Should Run we call it. it? Should we call it a punchline? We love it, Dustin. <laughs> we're gonna just get hit up by the uh, AliExpress vapor stick from. They'll be like, "Oh, please endorse good super vapor stick. You will love it." I'll be like. Okay, and then it, it runs off of like an R battery, and you can't yeah. like, you can't find it, and it doesn't really work. It gets too hot to hold, and you're like, <sighs> I've been spending a lot of time on uh, Alibaba.com. Do you spend much time uh, looking for strange businesses to start, like <laughs> like looking for some sort of open mold? Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, open mode, easy money, enter. <laughs> What do we got here? We got some flip flops. We got some uh, exactly. That's what I was looking at today. We got some uh, nose and eye costume comedy costumes from the fifties. Okay, those could, maybe those will make a comeback. Uh, okay, so the first time, first time, thank you, little dusty boy, smoked some cannabis. Um, it was a dark and stormy night. We were the setting Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, Ben's going to work over the chat real quick while I take 45 minutes to explain the story. Thank Shout you, out, Fargo. Thank you, Cloud5. Hmm. Um, where were we? It was winter. Fargo, North Dakota. I'm shitty with y years and dates, so we'll say 90-something. Three? Two? And winter. It might have been a school night, honestly. And it was night, hence school night. Got all the buddies together, and for some dumb reason, we thought, hey, let's go to this sketchy spot and throw snowballs at cars. And we're like, yeah, Perfect. cool. And then first thing, so one of them's like, hey, I got, I got some weed. There was like four or five of us that were like, yeah, let's, so, you know, the, the room's divided. Half of them are like, yeah, let's do it. The other half are like, ah, and then there's little Dustin. He's on the fence. He's like, I don't know. I just kind of maybe. And then I smell it. And I was like, oh, shit. I know that smell. That reminds me of my dad. <laughs> and the whole, my whole concept of reality folded inside and outside of itself, just like Inception. And I thought, okay, I'm in. Fuck it. Let's do this. Got super fucking high. It works. Yeah. Ooh, I, I don't. Oh, you're a first timer, huh? I think. Well, this was the first time I remember getting high. So oh. I don't know if I like fake puffed before that or whatever. I don't know. So 
just blasted. Oh, and then probably I ruined the, the climax of the story. And then we decided, oh, you know what we should do now is throw snowballs at cars. <laughs> so fucking stupid. We had a really good spot though. It was between two really skinny buildings. And then, uh, oh, oh, technicals, technicals. And then uh, between two skinny buildings. And it was great because was the cars would pass. You could hear the cars. You'd be like, now. And we got our timing down real good. And there was the, this funny, like, outway between the two buildings. And we got, you know, you, you, you play that game enough, like, you get that person that, that's down to fight. So we, we hit that person. We found them. And they uh, pull up. No, I don't think they even pulled it. They're just, like, turned around. You get, you know. And they went down the side. And we're, like, freaking out. So we took our little back alley entrance and hopped down into this hidden thing that, like, the, you know, trucks will back up to there so it's a sunken ground yeah 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 shitty description uh, and like an uh, industrial park uh, loading dock kind of loading thing. dock yeah. it, there's a word for everything <laughs> and then uh we were hiding under there and i remember smacking my knee on the cement of that thing so goddamn hard and being like i can't i can't run <laughs> like please god don't let this person find us i can't run leave me save yourselves so yeah yeah no no don't don't leave me <laughs> Help me! <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, that's where my memory sputters out in this, you know, the sunset. But that was it. We, we didn't get caught. They, I think they got sick of looking for us, and they, like, moved on. But, man, what a funny, awesome experience that was. Holy cow. I did something, like, really important in some of that, like, like, fairly innocent mischief stuff. Like, granted, some of that can go... Like, my friends and I used to have a word for it. Like, when we would either get high or eat mushrooms as younger people. And it was, uh, we referred to it as rascalism, which Ooh. was basically like, if you would get high in a certain way or just feel like goofy on, say a small dose of mushrooms, you would kind of turn into like the spirit of rascalism, which was basically like, I think it's kind of the same thing that they talk about in like the electric Kool-Aid acid test, like the merry pranksters, you know, sort of like this like spirit of like, have you ever read that book? No. I'll, I'll spare the, uh, the details then electric yeah, kool-aid i'm is that what it's called electric kool-aid electric kool-aid acid test yeah i'm taking notes it's good um yeah anyway something just about like like fairly benign uh like mischief that comes from some of this stuff especially when you you know like you kind of like i see it also in, in the spirit of like street skating where you're like you're doing something that's like getting in the way of the world you know, in a, it's like a pretty like gentle resistance. I think it's actually where like a lot of the fun of the experience comes from. Um, and also like the, to take it to a, another conclusion is like the stigma that comes with it. Like I remember early cannabis experiences for me, it was 75% of it was like, oh my God, my mom would be so bombed at me right now. You know, and basically just like navigating that, Wait, which, yeah, yeah, you're just going like, it's, it's okay. Oh my God. My, my mom is so sad right now. Uh, which was like when that went away, actually, I almost missed it because it like elevates the experience where you're like, I'm doing something risky. Like, Oh God. Yeah. You're just like, ah, fuck it. I'll jump off of this. Right. I mean, there's something, some of that stuff, like, especially with the context for skating, where there's like, 
there's there's almost like a heroic component too and like doing something where you're challenging yourself like that's something that i find interesting in some of like skate and bike culture where you get to see people this is an aside but one of the things i love about some of my favorite skaters is when they reach a point in their skate career where they obviously start smoking weed and they do things that are a little bit like more foolish but their skating just becomes like like weird and creative um yeah i think we have cannabis to, to thank for that in a lot of cases then you start going yeah. down the road of like what's it done for music or it, sure. it, it is definitely a create creativity like fire starter to the point where when I smoke cannabis or consume cannabis, I'll get like, it's like going down the freeway with no windshield of just like, like ideas and like things you want to accomplish. And you're just like blasted in the face. And you're like crippled by the overwhelming amount of input of like inspiration ideas you're just like oh, i don't know what to do like yeah. fuck <laughs> so i think that yeah i guess maybe the hook is to kind of just you know take notes <laughs> i think something that that made me think of was like when i began to, when i felt comfortable like adopting it in creative process there was also a period of time where like i did i felt like i didn't trust my habitual mind like my sort of sober mind, like if I saw a movie or if I listened to music or even if I like, like bought a new shirt or something, I, I would always, I had this little switch, like, Whoa. can you really trust your sensibility right now? Cause you're not high at the moment. <laughs> yeah. And this might be maybe too deep a dive into my sensibility, but there was a period of time where it was like, was that movie actually good? Because I didn't see it, you know, while I was stoned or I didn't play that song while I was actually stoned. That is fucking fascinating. I really like this. So I would tend to be on the, the opposite side of that. The like, mm. and, and I bet this is partly, I grew up with a, my mom was in AA her whole life. Well, my whole life, not her. <laughs> what? She was in AA my whole life. Nobody, it was like dry house, no nothing. So and then, you know, you grow up and you're like, dare, drugs are bad, your brain fried egg. Like, so I think I got a certain amount of, yeah, I, a little bit, like a massive amount of like social brainwashing that like drugs are bad. So then when you're on drugs too, mm -hmm. when you're on cannabis or something, it's like, oh, you can't trust that. So yeah, like how did you get to the point of not only just trusting that, but thinking that essentially what it sounds like is that was more reality than yeah than sober reality i guess you would say yeah I, I think like for a period of time that became a dominant force and eventually i think two things occur one like that that probably runs you into some failures at some point you're like oh that sh shirt that like drug rug that i bought was like a mistake you know <laughs> what, you know is this i don't <laughs> know anything about drug rugs <laughs> Um, I like the also, name though. I do feel like, you know what I mean? It's like one of those hoodies that's like, uh, <laughs> made of like okay, cool. <laughs> no, 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 go on. Keep going. <laughs> um, I think there's something that like, like integration kind of, I hopefully occurs with some of this stuff, you know, where like, um, 
you want to feel like the experience tells you something or like there's a message in it. Um, like, I mean, generalities for cannabis for me were like, be gentler, be more sensitive, cool. be more open. And like, at a certain point, I think you don't like, you don't need to be smashed over the head with that lesson. Um, Alan Watts has a quote about psychedelics in general on this point, which is a little bit more specific, but he says, once you, with regards to psychedelics, once you get the message, hang up the phone, meaning that like, cool. you don't need to go back and just like, listen to the message over and over and over again, I like you know, this. or like keep picking at the wound. You kind of like, hopefully draw something from it. Um, and like, you know, bring that in, like bring that into waking reality rather than constantly having to escape reality. Okay. Okay. I got a, I got a question. Please, Dustin. Oh, thank you. Uh, so love that concept. Although in my practice, through my experience, it's, it's maybe I'm just like too stupid. I'll get the experience and I'll be like, oh, that's it. Be nice to people. We're all one love and one life. Cool. And then over time, it fades away and it disappears and you kind of forget and you just go back into the normal blah, 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 blah. So yeah. you, for me, like, I don't want to say have to, but I kind of have to go back or I want to go back to re kind of like bring that memory back to surface. Like it, it for me, it's not an on and off switch. It's mm -hmm. like a, you, you like, oh, you realize it's a realization. And then that realization kind of disappears a little bit. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. What was the point of all of this? <laughs> and I'm, so, I don't know. That's my, I put the ball back in your court, Magaziner. I think it depends on the substance too. You know, like there are some, cannabis is pretty forgiving in this regard. Like, I've had experiences with more, sorry, there's my neighbor is drives around with two Confederate flags on the back of his fucking Chevy Cavalier and then proceeds to listen to like earth, wind and fire every day blasting out of his car. And I'm like, do you not see the fucking contradiction here? You idiots. Anyway, <laughs> um, so um, I think, you know, some things have a, a more firm message, uh, like uh, things in the DMT family, entheogens, uh, whereas cannabis, I feel like it's pretty agreeable. Like you can fit it into your uh, uh, into your day-to-day -day life in a way that like uh, the message isn't so severe that you need to like put it down. And maybe you can kind of like, you know, like a small puff here, whatever. I think edibles are also an interesting distinction here because the uh -huh. edible has kind of like, Edible presents a threshold that many of us have experienced where you're like, oh, I ate too much and I only had a tiny little piece of that brownie and I was destroyed for, you know, 36 hours. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm kind of but rambling so, around this point. So are you saying with cannabis, you think of it as like there's messages that are – you think of it as an access to a message – uh, I guess kind of generally, yeah. Or I, th I, I guess I think about that with regards to like chemical alteration or, you know, uh, alteration of the mind via substances. 
okay. in any way. But okay, so then I would say actually along that concept or idea is that I I think that totally there are messages there, but I think that it's up to the individual to what I would think is for them to be looking for those messages. Like I don't think you just get stoned and you're like, cool. Oh, Fucking, totally. I know what it, I know how it all works now. Right. But then I don't know, like, I, I guess I'd never thought of it in like the message. I think of like psilocybin more as like a message type of experience. Definitely. And then cannabis is just more of like a, I mean, I just love how it just shifts things just a little bit. And Mm -hmm. I mean, for any artist, that's the fucking the best thing because you're suddenly able to see with fresh eyes, essentially, which is actually you just made me remember a really significant early cannabis experience for me, which was like one of the things that provided me was like, I really noticed that my life was kind of a steady stream of like, eh, good, bad, good, bad, good, you know, hard, easy, hard, easy. And cannabis was definitely like a, a third point of observation where you could be more more objective over like, you know, like there, without that point, that third observation point, it's like, you know, down feels really hard and good feels unbelievable. And you can't, you know, and even like, like, have you ever had this experience? It's like, it's like the end of winter and it's like right now, like cherry blossoms are blooming it's it like, you know, you can feel sort of like life being reinvigorated on the planet. Yeah, it's sort of like imbued with a little bit of depression because you're like, oh, I know winter's going to come again. You know, you have this. Yeah, this is again too deep a dive into me. But cannabis was def- <laughs> definitely, I think, functions as a, a third point or can function as a third point of objectivity where it's like there isn't that much difference between, you know, things along this continuum. Um, and until you produce a little bit of distinction from that it's it's hard to it's hard not to just get caught up in the, the kind of tide of like my life's good my life's bad yeah wait okay i i might be just a little too stoned it's, it's, it's cannabis you see it as a third point between who's on first well it's it's like what you describe as a way to be objective um that, that's kind of what i was think a way i was thinking of looking at it where you're like oh here's a bit of a shift on how i see things and suddenly, like the commonplace of my life, the sort of like it, the 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 emotional tide of just going through things, it's a little bit easier to observe when you're like, why am I feeling sad, or why am I feeling elated, or you know, like who's driving the ship a little bit. So for it, 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 like Sorry. for you, it kind of like exp- okay. it sounds like it's just a perspective tool. It's a way yeah. to kind of okay, totally. Uh, we are in agreement on the perspective. I had another idea, but then I got stoned like 20 minutes ago and I forgot it. Mm. <laughs> I'm just going to keep using that excuse too. Um, now I've completely derailed from, oh boy, oh boy. Um, one of the other things we were talking about earlier was like uh, current like uh, cannabis as a commodity these days and the sort of like, some of us have the experience of it being recreational now, many states have it medical. Um, I have a certain perspective on this in that I worked in the Oregon cannabis industry significantly since like 2014. Um, though, shout out anybody in the chat, uh, I don't have a job anymore. So if you, uh, if you got work, 
I'm looking for. Right, we got to get Ben a job. We got to yeah, do it. ASA stat. So anybody that knows how to get money to Ben, we are listening. Lines are open. And uh, back to you, Ben. This is a Ben drive, the Ben pledge drive. So if anybody would like to donate to the Ben chat. Ooh. That's so, uh, anyway. Oh, too much? I, I, we we no, poured it on a little it's good. too heavy. This, uh, this we, guy just started to uh, oh. get a little bit. But what I was thinking about in along these lines was that how my experience has changed when cannabis is um, uh, what's it called when something is God I'm high. Um, what was alcohol? How was alcohol treated in the twenties? Prohibition. Thank you so much. No, no detention. Right. When uh, when something is prohibited, there's certain, I think there's a certain way that you treat that substance versus when that substance becomes commodified a little bit. Um, so I have tended to have found my experience with cannabis more eye-opening when I say lived on the East Coast and it felt more countercultural versus uh, my experience, say, in Oregon, where it's become dominant cultural and also like a cash crop. Um, so I don't have answers on this, but I do have, I have questions about it. Yeah. I mean, I, under, I understand there's like a certain amount of like the, when stuff's illegal, it's just kind of like cool. And then when yeah, it gets normal, it. it's like, well, but I think a bigger picture, it's way better for cannabis to be normalized. Oh my God. Yeah. That like if for cannabis to take over like Budweiser, for mm-hmm. like a weird example, so much healthier for everything, so many things, planet, people, fucking, I don't know any other ones. <laughs> well, just knowing what it is, like um, having some sort of like supply line chain, uh, like we were describing earlier, like when you asked how I knew like what the strain was the first time I smoked weed. Oh yeah, I, it's so I cool. have no idea what, you know, it was like somebody's somebody's brother said it was this and he got it from some other guy and who fucking knows where it yeah. came from it's probably all like cartel weed grown on like illegal land somewhere with tons of pesticides on it you know that reminds me of a funny story not that long ago oh, when i went to italy last uh, around february i ate an edible on the flight home while well, on all international flights edible it's the it's so awesome because you're just stuck in one place go like if you think you're good at like 25 go to 30 35 like just push that it's amazing so i did that and i thought oh tiktok i want to play with tiktok so i i ate a 25 milligram chocolate that actually got from you it was a toroma and ate it you know did this little video whatever and the video like got like a little bit of steam, not viral, but it got like a decent amount of traction. And the comments were fascinating. So many of them were like 25 milligrams, that's nothing. Or like 25 milligrams is like bullshit. I do 500. Right. And I was like, what? Like, how is this? And my buddy Ben was saying that on the East Coast, a lot of because it's, it's still black market there, people mm-hmm. will lie and they'll just be like, this is 100 milligrams. Yeah, this is the strongest shit. This is 200 milligrams. So it's it's because it's unregulated, it's, it's highly totally. s- falsified. 
And I just thought it was so fascinating because I was like, yo, you, you can't eat 500 milligrams unless you're like a terminally ill, like high tolerance cancer patient. It's not right. going to work. That's, I mean, I'm also, I feel very much like a lightweight in this regard. Like every, I've been eating edibles for a long time and still like I, I eat like five to 10 milligrams and I'm cooked. But co commonly people talk about this, like, you know, uh, the ability to eat 100 milligrams, 200 milligrams, 500 milligrams. And I'm just like, I have no. Whoa. Yeah. So maybe they're right. And I'm just a fucking lightweight, which I'm totally fine with. Like I'm the, the number I don't care about. It's the experience. Like, well, there's also, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not isolated to the East coast where things aren't regulated or it's not isolated to other places where there isn't regulation because there are distinctions within regulated markets, like say in Oregon. Like the company, like Torama, which was a company that I worked for, prided itself in making, using like full spectrum extracts. So this would be something like Rick Simpson oil, um, which is basically like an essential oil of cannabis. Um, and just to give you an idea, I won't drag on this point too long. There are, there are like vastly different ways of processing cannabis within the industry and not a clear sense even in a state like Oregon, which prides itself on kind of craft production um, on like how and why lots of this, like distillate is, is a, um, a way that cannabis concentrate is commonly produced. And this can be basically like a collection of tons of different sources of scrap cannabis and, you know, that, that can contain pesticides, mold, all sorts of things that you don't want, but the way that distillate is processed at high temperatures um, and in a specific way, uh, pesticides don't show up, mold doesn't show up, and just the cannabinoids that you want show up. Oh. So basically that's why, that's how you can get like super high THC, no CBD, or, or you know, you can engineer this in a way that you want it versus say making things like the, the logical imperative on the other side of that would be like making old school hash or making old school, um, yeah, making old school like, uh, Rick Simpson oil, something like that. What's Rick Simpson oil? Rick Simpson oil is basically just like uh, alcohol-based, an alcohol-based essential oil of cannabis. So the yeah, much like a tincture. Um, the the distinct like an obvious distinction between say distillate and Rick Simpson oil in this context is that you get a wide range of cannabinoids, even ones that aren't like dozens of them basically show up in the distillate in the Rick Simpson oil. In distillate, you, oh. just get, you just get the ones that you engineer it to demonstrate, basically. Okay. It doesn't make it inherently bad, but if your focus is on things outside of just like, how fucked up can I get for, for the smallest amount of money? Right. Um, you know, or like what, what was the agriculture that helped produce this cannabis and where did it come from? And how are those people? Um, yeah, and how does it taste? Terpenes like, then sound like they play into it. Like terpenes Certainly, would yeah. be more with Rick and then not so much with a distillate. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And but of course there's, they're doing it in reverse engineering too, where they add terpenes back in later. We can get purple flavor. You can get that perp dog. Shit. What about <laughs> blue, blueberry? Do they have uh, raspberry? Whatever you want. Okay, yeah. cool. So, we got raspberry. Maybe we got creamsicle. Oh, that's why I'm sold. <laughs> mm. Uh, so wait, what is 
I, I feel like I don't quite know what this means. What does full spectrum mean? So full spectrum would basically be a wide spectrum of cannabinoids and terpenoid content um, that would be present in the plant. Many of these, go on. All, is any, huh, how do I say this? Does any plant that's grown, say kind Larry, that strains grown, is there a spectrum of different cannabinoids in in that, like in any yes. plant? So like, it, does every plant have this like, number of slots of cannabinoids and terpenes generally yeah within a range right like okay. not not okay. every strain is the same totally and which makes sense but it's yeah. it's like it's like a range on like a like a rainbow you're like oh this is like green to whatever the fuck to purple or whatever like you maybe won't get all of it but you could get like a decent amount yes or a, a range okay so it's just holding that range is is the full spectrum is that true it, it sounds like a partial is. spectrum after my <laughs> rainbow analogy. I think it's more like a distribution because it's like, anyway, I won't. We talking out of school. We don't have to, cause we'll, we'll sound dumber than hell. If we, in fact, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, we can, let's just barrel this one in the yeah, wall. I'm into it. I'm fine with that. But like our friend H P E S O J in the chat, that's Joseph backwards. Boom. Gotcha. Ooh, There's such a thing as the entourage effect, which is the effect of more, the presence of more cannabinoids, um, basically helping you assimilate more cannabinoids. So it's like, I've had this experience where um, I'll eat like a Torum, I'll eat a, a full spectrum edible and I'll have a, like, I'll have, uh, I don't know, say five milligrams of THC. And then I'll decide to maybe have um, five milligrams of CBD of a different full spectrum source. And suddenly I am just like, Oh really? I'm staying home. You know, like I'm not, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm uh really, I'm putting on planet earth and I'm just like, I'm letting this one ride out. Yeah. So um, would the same thing be true then with just two different strains, like mixing two strains? I mean, I think it would suggest the same thing, but again, this idea of full, full spectrum, right, is like a wilder, you know, um, you know, natural. I use that word very loosely and uh, hesitantly, but um, yeah, you're kind of you're looking at some wilder, less engineered things rather than like, you know, the process of making, say, a distillate where they're like, I want this to be the highest percentage of THC I can possibly demonstrate because that's what sells uh, on the shelf versus some of this idea that like maybe you'll get a lower uh level of of thc that's present on the package but you have like another dozen uh like curious non-tested cannabinoids within the current market and that um, totally like it's cbn alex mentioned and you know i've heard there's like uh, up to 30 some different cannabinoids that we yeah. know of at this point what's the fucking deal what the hell is everybody waiting for because I feel like any one of those could be the next CBD craze, CBD right. fucking air. Well, I love it. I, a lot of it is the our current point of sale system, to my sensibility, within the market is like people are struggling, shops are struggling to figure out how to sell these things to consumers. The um, different cannabinoids. I mean, just the products in general. I mean, you oh. know, there's lots of. I There's think lots of people that we'll sell itself. 
it will but let's say if we're looking at it from like a craft so like i think weed is is struggling weed as an industry is struggling to produce like like the craft beer component of it like oh, weed's getting better at selling like uh vladimir vodka and like um what's what's a piss beer example you know like budweiser right sure they're getting good like shout out budweiser we'd love to have you as a sponsor yeah yeah show. We're, and then also we'll... your beer tastes like piss and yeah, you know exactly. go fuck yourself <laughs> um, but yeah i think like the industry is is becoming at least um competent at selling at selling these commodity versions of it but the sort of craft beer like ipa like weed enthusiasts the market is a little bit more speculative and i think people are still you know going they still have uh, other ways of getting these things or growing it themselves, you know, and like you can probably attest to much like you did in your post earlier. Um, and that's actually something I sort of admire about the Oregonian spirit. There's still, and the Portland spirit, there's such a DIY sensibility around people with food and, uh, and commodity. I, it seems to me like people would be way interested in discovering all the different because I think CBD kind of opened the door. It was like, CBD, the miracle thing. And yeah. I've grown high CBD plants. I consume it all the time. And I'm still like, I don't fucking know. Like, yeah. it's it's so over-marketed that I kind of hate it. Even though I still consume it. But I'll never buy that shit. Because it's right. too, like, it's like, I kind of don't trust any of it now. You're like, uh, snake oil. Oh, I usually... But tangent, the I think that because of that, it's like yo, like let's you know these other cannabinoids, like fucking make something up. This one makes your dick hard. This one makes you right. see through walls. Fucking CBR, <laughs> who wants to fly? Well, <laughs> it, they're looking what, at like what do they do? There's a uh, there's companies that are making CBD out of like molecularly altered citrus and lichen, like a comp, you know, which is like really like really playing jazz with like the notion of uh of with the sources of of this stuff um and it becomes a lot it doesn't have anything to do with like you know cannabis or hemp industry um yeah i've i definitely i mean that's one of the things i i appreciate about the like recreational market is that at least stuff gets at least there's some system for testing this stuff because there's no system for testing CBD products that you buy in the grocery store or CBD products that like, you know, your fucking favorite Instagram celebrity is selling totally. you. There's just no infra infrastructure or administration that's confirming these things. And also like, how do you feel about, you know, uh, eating something that's produced with like industrial hemp from China? Like, you know. I don't know. It sounds bad, but maybe that's just me being brainwashed by everything by all those amazon people that are hitting me up <laughs> right no it's a reasonable perspective but I, I also think it's a decent question to ask and i think many of us would prefer a uh, you know something where we have a sense of what the hell it is or like here's a great example my experience with cannabis has been like made me more sensitive made me more more curious about what i'm putting in my body encouraged me to eat i've had a reverse experience on the sort of like munchies uh you know, kind of archetypal cannabis experience. For me, it was like, oh, I'm high. What am I eating? It should be healthy. I should nourish myself, right? Yeah. Something like that. Um, and uh, 
there seems to be almost a reverse experience, both on the cannabis and the hemp CBD front right there, where it's like, I would, I, I guess I'm wrong, but I, I thought that those industries would have a similar sensibility where they're like, we want sincere, well-engineered, healthy products. And actually it's like, no, we're making, we're making Vladimir vodka and, uh, and Budweiser beer. Yeah. I mean, that's like the, the, that's like a byproduct of capitalism, but it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be that way. I think beer is cool because it shows like, look at all the craft beer things. Like exactly overwhelming. When you go to the grocery store, you're like, fuck dude, I don't, I need a stool and like an hour and a half because I got (laughs) to fucking figure this out. (laughs) Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Hey, you guys got anywhere I could sit down? There's a lot of labels and they're all so goddamn delicious looking. God, I want all of them. You haven't, have you had any cannabis on our cannabis episode? I, you... I just started to get into it. And also I realized that I was um, on a little bit of acid. So, uh, oh, I mean, yeah. should I just do, uh, should I, I should probably do a ceremonial puff here. I mean, you know, peer pressure. <laughs> so as I said, we're going with Pinkleberry Kush. Oh, I believe this is from Fast Green one. Source Gardens, one of my favorite Oregon uh, growers. Fascinating. I'm using the PAX Vaporizer. Shout out, PAX. Wow. Yeah, PAX, we'd love to have your support on the show. It's true. Um, They'll never see this. You're not going to see this, but um, we're out of work and we're waiting for our unemployment checks, or at least I am, and I'm about to uh, default on my mortgage, so. (laughs) So here's to you. Oh, how it tastes like burbleberry. This is good. Also, here's a notice of a delinquency. If you can read backwards on my uh, oh, we plan. we got it on your on your healthcare. Yeah. So shout out Providence. Um, if you want to sponsor the show, uh, I'm available. Our weed bill, we got to cover our, our mortgage bill, we got to cover our health care bill. Shit yeah, is no, real. I'd love money on any, uh, any front. So, Budweiser, we're just saying we'll talk less shit on you if you sponsor the <laughs> Budweiser. We're gaslighting the fuck out of you on this show, but we'll take your money and we'll, we'll ease up. This is like a mafia shakedown. Um, Wait, so, so what are some, like, how, in, like, an average week, like, how will you use cannabis during that week? Like, what will you, is it just all the time, every day? Is it certain activities? What do you got? I, my, my, uh, oh, it sounds like I might have got muted. Can you guys hear me in the chat? If you can hear me in the chat, press F or type Providence Health Plan. Oh, there you go. Why F? What is the F-bomb? It's like a, it's a thing people do. I think it happens uh, on like a Twitch. People do it on Twitch a lot. Yeah. Here's to our demonetization. Hey, shout out. Keeping it real. Oh, you hear that? The sweet, crisple, crustle of that fine, homegrown cannabis burning in a synthetic valve. Mmm. Mm-mm-mm. You hear that just being removed from the algorithm and having your videos never seen? Shout out Permasleep. Shout out Dominic Walker in the chat. Shout out Victory. Wow. Yeah, coming through. Okay. 
So your question, <laughs> how often do I, how often do I consume well, cannabis? Not even, actually, yeah, how often, but how, like, uh, what do you, you're like, how do you like to incorporate it into your life? Generally edibles at this point. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I, um, I just got high. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about I love that. edibles <laughs> because they draw out the experience across time um and well, the the i call it the slow ascension I love you just the like slow take ascension. off and you're like oh shit we're like a thousand feet right now yeah yeah it's the godspeed song of uh you know of cannabis experience nice yeah, slow burn i like that yeah um and before physical things i love before a bike ride before strength training before going skating um Oh, Full disclosure, just... like uh, edibles before like a romantic experience, like thumbs up. Sorry, mom, if you're in the chat. She's not. She's no. n nobody's watching. Nobody. I love your mom. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I was just saying I love I love my mom. Uh, <laughs> very I... very quick transition between those two subjects. Yeah, no, I'm uh, too close. Um, too. Uh, Robin is asking, did I address the bicycle in the background? Which I did intentionally. Surprise. It's a map bicycle made by Mitch Pryor here in Portland in 2011. Oh, here we go. We got it. This little nugget of knowledge I think is so awesome. I don't even know of like a clever way to set this up. But the how the Ryan's green bike was your bike. That's correct, yeah. That's so fucking cool. And he... And how long did he? How long did you ride it, and how long did he ride it? I'll tell you the whole story. So we're referring to a beautiful green Italian racing bike, the Legnano, that Ryan Francisconi has made famous because he's an absolute fucking beast. He is a beast. As an athlete, and it has been uh, in a bunch of our in the bunch of the everything's been done videos too. Yeah. Um, All the bikes so he's ridden though are green, so it's the old one from like the seventies. Yeah, it's a 73 uh, Legnano Grand Premio. And I bought this from, I can't remember his last name, but there's a guy named Larry who used to work at the Recyclery, which was um, a great bike shop in Portland in like the 2008 era. Okay. Um, and Larry was a former racer and had like classic lightweight era, late 70s, full campy bikes oh, wow. that were just like, like I showed up in Portland with my old, like, late 70s Bianchi track bike and Sick. I rolled into the recyclery and I was like oh I want some gears and there was like old Bianchi's old uh oh man um what's the brand Poosh I think P it was like not Peugeot it's like four letters yeah German. I know what you're saying uh, I don't know but anyway, just like he, vintage shit the cool yeah, stuff beautiful late 70s vintage stuff campy and campy super record stuff yeah so yeah. like vintage like nice vintage because there's yes. also a shitload of old which is not vintage shit vintage <laughs> right correct um anyway i bought this bike from larry and then <laughs> uh, i wrote jo it joseph wants to know if larry was good at sending it <laughs> shout out larry i think larry was actually really good at sending it from what i understand i feel Just a monster i feel this actually yeah yeah and what was the strain you said is that you oh well, it was, well, now I can't find it. Kind Larry. Kind oh. Larry. We're bringing it. See that? T 
Today's show is sponsored by Anheuser Kind Larry. Kind Larry. It's sponsored by Kind Larry's Bush. It's a new hybrid. Anyways. Uh, So so I bought it from Larry. I wrote it in uh, Seattle to Portland. And then I sold it to Ryan because he wanted... I actually traded it. Initially, I traded it to Ryan for music lessons oh, that I never sorry. I never ended up getting. He was just like, I don't feel like doing this. I'm just going to give you cash. And I was like, cool. Oh, <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. So you didn't even... You just had it for like maybe like a year or something. No, I had it for like four or five years. I wrote it a lot. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And then he wrote the shit out of it. Like, I think he's broken it and had it repaired maybe, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think he broke the frame and, and just put it back together. Yeah, which happens with old bikes. I've, I've yeah. seen it. I've done it. Like, it's just... Steel kind of dies after a while. Yeah. Which, that's kind of cool. It's like alive in a certain weird kind of molecular way. Well, yeah, that's like the steel experience. Shout out Big L. Big L, rest in peace. Shout out Steel. All all Dead Steel, rest in peace. Shout out Dead Steel bikes rotting in a pile somewhere. Turned into wind chimes and yadat. We love you. As I tip the the audio scales up to the red, get out of the red. We're peaking. You might actually be peaking. <sighs> <laughs> I'm peaking. You know the secret to this week's success is the the high CBD in the equation. You know one thing I I kind of poo poo on CBD there for a minute. I don't mean I love you CBD. But one thing I have had good results with is if you are too high on THC, have some CBD, whether you eat it or smoke it, it will bring you back down. And it is so nice to be able to do that because sometimes you are clawing at the walls just like, Mm. I can't make ends of this. Yeah, CBD. CBD brings the up back to the down. uh, I've never tried this, the, the technique that you're describing. So somebody told me that I was supposed to eat uh, peppercorns. I tried this one time. The peppercorns. Oh, that sounds disgusting. Yeah, it is, and it doesn't work. So (laughs) they're like, they just do that to fuck with other friends. They're like, oh, you're getting too high. You need to eat fucking garbage. Have you tried that? Yeah. You know what you should do is just like drink a bottle of vanilla extract. I'm told that's gonna that'll fix you. Well, then you'll just get drunk. Just get wasted. (laughs) You know what? You know what else really works though. Real talk is um, urinal pucks. If you're too high, you got to eat one of those. Oh, yeah. Shout out urinal pucks. We'd love to have you as a sponsor of the show. Just come on. Bring it. All kinds. We don't care what your shape, your flavor is. Use, news. We're here for you. You're let's, delicious. We'd love you. Let's hear the promo for it. We'll, let, we'll take it to Ben and the promo for the urinal pucks. Hey, guys. Are you tired of regular snacks? Have you considered just chewing on a urinal puck? Imagine the faces you'll make. With a urinal cake in your mouth, check us out. Jews offer cold urinal cake 75-29 for 75% off your first order. Use offer code boobs for 20% off. (laughs) So good. Yes. How do you transition from something like that, though? I mean, good God. Oh, here we go. I can't. Actually, I don't think I can be. Oh, he's on. He's off of it. Well, if we get too much lull time, we'll lose all all four of our last three viewers. Oh man.
Thanks, thanks for tuning in, guys. Hey, oh, maybe that's a good time for uh, Tinder, Tinder, Tinder Tommy to say. We're gonna take it. Okay. Hey guys, it's oh. Tinder Tommy. I'm back. We know we're tired. <laughs> Tommy, how you been? How you been doing these last couple of uh, this over this pandemic here? It's been kind of a crazy one, huh? It's been a crazy one. People are ready. I've got these glasses on because my blue light eyesight is just destroyed. I'm I'm hunched over. I can't see more than six inches in front of my face, but I am available for romantic partnership. I, I do my dishes and I can uh, fold I most do, of do his my laundry. dishes. He, yeah. yeah, one out of 10 ain't bad. I don't want to oversell it, but I am constantly depressed and you're going to have to deal with that. Shout out, Zach. I love you in the chat too. If you've got a sister or whatever. Oh, or a drunk brother. Or, or a drunk brother. I'm totally desperate and haven't touched another human for eight to 12 weeks. So. Anything we can do. Ladies and gentlemen, we are trying to get as many human contact pledges as we can for Tommy. Tommy's had one hell of a time during this pandemic. It's a pandemic of no touching pandemic. Although Tommy. Ooh. Pandemic. We're half touching and we're half not touching. I come, I come on so strong that when it ends, everyone's just like, now what? <laughs> well, if. Oh, 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 oh. Wow, I'm, I'm blushing. He's flushing. Yeah. Where's Earl? You know what's hilarious about that is I, Earl almost made it, but. I couldn't run it or we didn't work. Like I'm a, like, I'm embarrassed to admit that I'm him. Like, Oh, I can't tell. I can't, I don't want to blow up, blow up the know. spot. <laughs> Jesus. Cause I got away with it too. If it weren't for those meddling kids, all the mystery, I should have grabbed the goddamn glasses. Like, Oh, there's a, I don't know. Camo juice. I think that's good. Did you have anything else you wanted to uh, talk about or any final remarks? So many things. Oh my yeah, God. Uh, no, I, actually I just, for real talk, I'm really wanted to have uh, one of these conversations with Ben and this will not be the last one, ladies and gentlemen. So <laughs> be prepared. Maybe we can even tell him to put his <laughs> camera in. And potentially lose the um, the microphone because it's a little too clear, just a little. You want to like a DIY me a little bit? A little bit more, yeah. Okay. It was a big deal. I plugged this. I dug it out from the garage and plugged it in and everything. Your computer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What's this? This thing ought to do it. Fuck it. Here, we'll just. Blah. I got this. Uh, shout out, uh, Audio Technica. Audio Technica, because it's not a urinal cake, but it is a. It is a thing in physical space. <laughs> it's true. So it's got that going for it. Although the theme of this episode was more things that aren't of physical space. Hmm. <sighs> that was good. Because.
send it over to you with the sign off for the uh, with all the CTA or the call to actions, and you could throw in a sponsor if you like. Are you cool with that? So this is like a like, plug yeah. for me. Is that what you're saying? We're gonna. Well, actually, to yeah. How can people what's find a, you? But then what's also a CTA call to action. No, but like generally, what does that mean? Oh my God! We're, how embarrassing! We're gonna explain it. In front of the in front of the one person that's not watching, uh, do the sign off with like, "Hey, like and subscribe and do oh, fucking, God, yeah, yeah." I'm but in your, in your in your way, you know, we want you want your way. I want to say Tommy, but anybody, you know, jar chicken yeah. that shit, and uh, and then also shout, shout do it for this channel and then for Ben because people want to follow, want to know where Ben is. Side right. note: Ben's info is in the description, so. Quick click there, but I think we got to get the real rollout from the man himself. So thank you for watching this week, this episode of Conversations with Ben Magaziner. And we're going to take it over to Ben to take us away. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Shout out everybody in the chat. Shout out Reverse Joseph. Hit that like. Hit that subscribe button. Click the bell. Make the dream real for Dustin. Look at this guy. We, we fucking love him. Jars in the chat. Um, everything's been done. Tune in every Thursday. We love it. Hashtag Jar Chicken. Guys, I want to see those Fs in the chat before we're on our way out of here. You can find me on Instagram at, at bmagaziner. Um, stay safe. Stay healthy. Stop going outside or, or do go outside. I have no idea what anybody should do anyway. But I do love you, and I, I hope all of you are safe and your families are safe. And take care.